Welcome to A Wild New Work, Ecological Guidance for Your Career. This podcast is about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life, and it's all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm your host, Megan Leatherman. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to A Wild New Work. I'm so happy to have you here. This is week three out of four of our series called Work as a Sacred Practice. Um, if you haven't tuned in to the previous two episodes, um, you don't have to before listening to this one. They can be sort of independent of one another, but I do encourage you to check them out um, if you want to learn more about spirituality and work life and career and how to sort of create daily habits and routines that support your deeper well-being through work and inside of work. Um, I would check out parts one and two of this series. Today I'm zooming out a little bit and focusing on seasonal practices that can guide you in your career. So really looking at the rhythm of the year and the sort of cycles that we see in nature that have a lot to teach us about how to work in healthier ways, but also how to find um, new opportunities or new growth in our careers and make changes that are aligned, you know, for us as creatures who evolved with the seasons and the cycles. Um, and those seasons and cycles look different depend on depending on where your ancestors are from or even where you live today. But I'll offer my understanding of the seasons here in the Pacific Northwest of the United States um, and sort of the general seasons of the Northern Hemisphere in the world, although that's um, a huge net and I'm not certainly not an expert on <laughs> the seasons across the world, the northern part of the world. So I'll share more about how to make this work for you no matter where you live or where you're, where you feel most resonant um, in terms of the natural world, but I'm excited to offer some different perspectives on how to work with the seasons in your career because I think it's really powerful and I've seen how it has transformed my own career and really has nurtured the health and well-being of my business. So I'm excited to share with you today. If this is your first episode in this series, um, it's a little different than other podcast episodes in that the bulk of it is me reading the essay from this week's learning module. So this podcast recording is just one part of the entire week three module in this series. And if you want to access the entire course content, it's all free. Um, and I encourage you to do so at the link in the show notes, or you can just go to a wildnewwork.com and find it there. Um, it's, I think, a really rich, robust look at how to make your work more of a sacred practice and how to create a career, no matter where you're starting from, that can really nourish and enliven you, um, which is important, right? Because you want, <laughs> you don't need your work to be a source of constant drain and tension in your life. So, you can check out the whole course content at the link in the show notes. I encourage you to do so. Before I dive into this week's essay, I have three kind of big announcements or big things coming up. Um, the first one is that you may know already that I'm due with my second child in March of 2020. And so my one-on-one -on -one mentorship program, which is a 12-week process, um, won't be offered after December 12th, um, just because of this, 
you know, my due date and wanting to make sure we have plenty of space to do the work. Um, if you haven't worked with me before or aren't sure what the one-on-one program is like, there's a bunch of information on the website, which I'll link to in the show notes as well. But this is essentially a nature-based 12-week process for transformation in your career. And it's a really good fit for those who are sort of mid-career, you know, who have tried a thing for a while and know that something needs to shift, but they're not quite sure what that is. And so people I've worked with before have wanted, um, are really benefited from looking at, you know, their values, how how are their values getting lived out now or how are they getting stifled? What are their strengths and their gifts and how can we align more of their energy toward those things? Um, What is the natural world teaching us at this time about what opportunities are most available? Um, And really doing this work inside a container of accountability, right? My role as a mentor is to walk through this process with you holding you accountable to the things you're committed to, um, reflecting back to you the ways that you're honoring or um, maybe dismissing your strengths or your values and really supporting you as you make positive changes. And people do. It's really incredible what can happen over a couple of months. Um, So I encourage you to check out this one-on-one program if it's interesting to you or if you sense that something is ready to shift in your career. Um, it The program includes two monthly one-on-one sessions with work and contact in between those sessions as well. It includes a strengths assessment, um, lots of other stuff to support your robust growth uh, through the winter and into early spring. So I would love to have you and set up a you know a free consultation over the phone if it's resonating with you and if you're curious to learn more. Um, but that deadline is December 12th. And after then, I'll still be available for one-on-one work, but it will just be in one-off sessions, um, not inside of this program that I've developed you know over five years of working with people. So it'll be a little bit different, but I'm not... I'm not leaving yet. (laughs) Baby's not here yet. Um, The second announcement is for those of you in Portland. um, I'll be hosting another discussion group in January, um, January 8th from 12 noon to 1.15. We will be meeting and discussing the topic of how we focus our energy for the year ahead. So what are the structures that we need? What's really worthy of our focus in our careers this year? What's not? How do we know what is or isn't? How do we stay aligned? Um, You know, there's so much fervor around the new year over resolutions and kind of planning your year ahead, which as I'll share later when we talk about the seasons is not for me totally aligned, but there is this important opportunity in Capricorn season in early January for us to really look at the way we channel our energy and, you know, what are we focused on? What's getting most of our attention? And is that aligned with our values or where we want to get you know, in the growing season ahead. So um, I would love to have you meet you in person and be part of this discussion with you. Again, that's January 8th in Portland, and I'll include a link to that in the show notes as well. Finally, my last announcement is that um, I will be hosting and leading a winter course starting in January. Um, This is an in-person course for four weeks starting January 21st. And as you know, I've 
offered uh, a summer course and a fall course with my a collaborator, Megan Miller. This course I'll be doing on my own, um, and it's totally career-focused, and it's in-person, which is different. Uh, we were doing online courses, which were beautiful, and I think lovely and a great place to start. But um, for this one, I would like to try fostering a little bit more community and accountability, which I think can come more easily when we're meeting in person, you know, looking one another in the eye and having these conversations, you know, in front of each other. So I'm really excited to offer this and um, I'll share real quickly the outline for the four week course so you get a sense of what it will include. So week one, we'll be talking about what it means to rewild work. Um, what is rewilding? How does that fit into the context of work and how does it apply to our careers as individuals, but also as a community. Week two will be about the principles of winter. So what does the winter season have to teach us? What are its opportunities and its risks and how do those relate to our careers? Week three will be about structured reinvention in your career. So really looking at the themes of Capricorn and Aquarius and considering what wants to be changed in our personal lives this winter and as we look forward to spring and summer. And then week four will be about taking this work into a larger context of your business or your organization. So however you fit into your business or your organization, you know, how can we bring these principles of nature and seasonal themes and structured reinvention into the larger context around you. So there will be a lot of, you know, applied learning. This isn't just a how-to course. You'll really be expected to apply these themes to your life as we go, um, all, you know, lovingly and and with accountability. And, and again, I'm really excited to foster some community and get those of you who are interested and in who this resonates with in person together. I think it, it's really beneficial. So again, that starts January 21st. Um, the course for the four weeks is $189 until January 6th. And then after that, it will be $220. Um, so you can learn more and enroll now if you want at the show at the link in the show notes. And if you have questions, feel free to reach out. I'm really excited about this course. And I know that it can be helpful to those of you who are just thoughtful about your careers and interested in working with the season of winter and bringing that into your work life, however that needs to look. So that is all in the show notes or on our website, awildnewwork.com. All right. Whew, that was a lot more announcements than usual. So why don't we start with our opening invocation? Wherever you are, you can take a deep breath with me. Just settling in, making your body a little bit heavier. May this episode and each of us that are listening to it be blessed and emboldened to do the work we're meant to do on this planet. May our work honor our ancestors, known and unknown, and may it be in harmony with all creatures we share this earth with. I express gratitude for all of the technologies and gifts that have made this possible, and I'm grateful to the Chinook people, who are the original stewards of the land that I'm on. And, of course, I'm grateful to this earth, which continues to support us and provide for all of our needs. Consider the ideal trajectory for a business in today's economy. The growth curve goes up and up, seemingly into infinity, or until the shareholders can sell the business for a gigantic profit. Consider the ideal career trajectory. 
Your status and responsibilities grow up and up until you reach the top of your organization or field. In both of these cultural myths, cyclical change is nowhere to be found. We're expected to grow in a predictable and linear fashion which is antithetical to our own inherent nature and the natural world all around us. From the moon to the seasons to our own bodies, cycles of change are everywhere. And when we incorporate this spiralic nature into our careers, a richer and more meaningful experience is possible. Rhythm is sacred. It is the first thing we hear inside the womb, our mother's rhythmic heartbeat. Our first breath begins a lifetime of inhaling and exhaling and is the root of our understanding that expansion and contraction are inevitable, beautiful necessities. Soon we learn that day turns into night and then back again. As we grow, we learn that the moon is full, then dark, then new again, all within a predictable 28-day cycle. If we have a uterus and bleed, we know that our bodies are fertile, then empty, and back again. Over time, we learn about the seasons and how they express themselves in the ecosystems that we live in. No year is the same, but goddess willing, we will continue to have rhythmic seasons that carry us throughout our lives. Zora Neale Hurston wrote, There are years that ask questions, and there are years that answer. It is a deep, unforgettable truth that our lives occur in cycles of expansion and contraction, light and dark, and inward and outward focus. In some periods of our work lives, we will feel as though we're thriving or gaining momentum. At other times, we will feel lost or bored or devastated. There is never a problem with any of these cycles. They may be deeply uncomfortable, but they are ours to go through. One of the most common things that induces suffering in our careers is the belief that we should be farther along than we are. We despise the season of winter, metaphorically or literally, because our culture despises periods of nothingness. Consider how much intervention and fussing there is in your workplace. Always a problem to be solved, never a moment of rest, or a constant need for everyone to be involved in everything. Where are the cycles of rest and darkness in the modern organization? They're very hard to find. This widespread obsession with linear upward growth and constant doing this is an illness. It's part of the reason why we're experiencing the sixth mass extinction and the devastating effects of climate change. With the advent and widespread adoption of agriculture, the soil across the world has been overtilled and so overused that it has largely become fallow. This inhibits its ability to absorb rainwater, nutrients, and even the toxic chemicals that we use, which is why there's a huge zone of death in the Gulf of Mexico. All over the world, resources are extracted in a mad rush, forcing us to dig deeper and put more stress on the earth. But this isn't just happening externally. It's happening inside of us as well. No matter how wonderful your organization may be, or how much you love your own business, Within capitalism, work is all about extraction. Money is given in exchange for something of value, your time, energy, knowledge, skill, etc. Your organization or your clients may care about you, but ultimately, within this system, their interest is in getting as much from you as they can. This is why it's so important to honor your own energy on a daily basis and stay grounded in your own inherent value, which is completely separate from what you do for work, or even whether or not you work. Capitalism and its devotees would like us to believe that the world works in a mechanical, linear way and that we should too. But when we remember our true nature, which is sacred, we see that we're rhythmic creatures who need to work in more cyclical ways. 
Rewilding work is truly about reconnecting to ourselves and the natural world within the context of work, which is not easy but necessary if we're going to survive as working individuals and as a species. Working with the seasons has greatly improved my own career and the health of my business. I know now that nothing lasts forever, there are opportune windows for growth, and that rest and downtime are, right, are my rights as a living being. I take my business cues from the seasons and the wisdom within them, seeking to do work that's in alignment with my own internal smaller scale rhythms, as well as with the external cycles that I see in the natural world. In this post, I'll take you through each of the four seasons that we experience here in the Pacific Northwest of the United States and share what I believe to be the wisdom of each one, especially as it relates to our careers. This work is largely informed by the ancient wheel of the year, which has its roots in pagan and Celtic cultures, and which I first learned about from Alison Carr. Every culture in human history is rooted in nature's rhythmic cycles because that's how we evolved. So if the rhythms of the Northern Hemisphere don't resonate with you, I encourage you to look into your ancestry and consider the seasons that your loved ones went through before, quote, civilized culture colonized the world. While I'm speaking from my white Northern European roots, I honor your experience and the seasons that your ancestors designed their lives around. We'll begin with the season of spring. Spring begins on the vernal equinox, which is on or around March 21st of each year. It marks the halfway point between the darkest day of the year, the winter solstice, and the longest day of the year, the summer solstice. It is a period of near equilibrium between night and day when we begin to see more growth around us. In the spring, we see new life that's either cut off or stabilized amidst the chaotic weather and increasing sunlight. Many animals will have their young at this time because they count on plentiful food to come in the late spring and summer. There is a freshness and sense of possibility in the air. For each season, there are three astrological signs that the sun moves through. From March 21st to April 19th, approximately, the sun is in the sign of Aries, the first sign in the zodiac. This is related to the fire element. It is symbolized by the dawn, a newborn child, a young ram. In the tarot, it is associated with the emperor card in the major arcana. From April 20th, approximately to May 20th, the sun moves through the sign of Taurus, which is related to the earth element. It's symbolized by the bull or the cow, a field of wildflowers. In the tarot, it is associated with the hierophant card in the major arcana. From May 21st to June 20th, the sun is in the sign of Gemini, an air element. It is symbolized by the twins, a sky that is sunny and dropping rain at the same time, or the hands. In the tarot, it is associated with the lover's card in the major arcana. Career and organizational themes of spring. The spring is an excellent time to plant your intentions for the next growing cycle, which will last until mid to late fall. What do you most want to see grow this year? How will you nurture your sprouts, whether they're new ideas, opportunities, or desires? This is the season during which we see how rich and rejuvenated our soil is after the winter. If we overtaxed in the previous season, our intentions may not be as viable. While we don't always see tremendous growth in this period, we do see gradual progress and need to stay focused on what will give our intentions, or seeds, the best possible shot at coming to life. This work is often done amidst chaotic conditions that may knock us off of our footing, so remaining grounded and open to new ways of doing things is essential. Summer. This season begins on the summer solstice, which is the longest day of the year. 
In the summer, the colors and textures of the natural world truly become vibrant. All manner of species are growing under the long periods of sunlight and the warm days. If it's been a kind spring, there's an abundance of food that comes in waves throughout the summer and into the fall. Like any season, summer has its risks. Heat stroke, drought, uncontrollable wildfires. In the summer, the heat needs to be balanced with lower rates of exertion and water so that organisms don't fall prey to dehydration. In the summer, we nurture what we planted in the spring and enjoy the fruits of our labors. We may also plant new life that will come to fruition in the fall. The astrological signs of summer begin with cancer from June 21st to July 22nd. Cancer is a water sign and is symbolized by the crab, a river full of snow melt, the first fruits like blueberries, cherries. In the tarot, it is associated with the chariot card in the major arcana. From July 23rd to August 22nd, the sun is in the sign of Leo, which is a fire element symbolized by the lion or the lioness resting in the shade, a day during the height of summer or a campfire. In the tarot, it is associated with strength. From August 23rd to September 22nd, the sun is in the sign of Virgo, which is an earth sign, symbolized by the Vestal Virgin, the early harvest, or a wheat field. In the tarot, it is associated with the Hermit card in the Major Arcana. Career and Organizational Themes of Summer The work we began in the spring continues, creating more space and health for that which wants to grow in the summer. It is a time of tending to the garden regularly, weeding out what's unhelpful, and balancing the heat of constant action with the cool waters of reflection and rest. It's an excellent time to reprioritize, expand beyond what you thought was possible, and create new systems around what it is that wants to grow at this time. The Fall Brought to us by the autumnal equinox, the fall is a time to celebrate the end of the growing season and work hard to harvest the crops that will sustain us through the coming winter. The shorter days and crisp air reminds us that change is inevitable, and we may feel drawn to make the most of the daylight we still have while also honoring the inward pull of the darkness. In some ways, the fall is the first season, because within it we let our crops die so that the soil can be rejuvenated. We're in a position to see very clearly how our intentions either did or didn't come to life this year and reflect on why some seeds sprouted while others didn't. Like the spring, fall is a bridge, bringing us from summer to winter, so it is full of transformation and change, both of which require a dedication to surrender. Astrological Signs of Fall From September 23rd to October 22nd, approximately, the sun is in the sign of Libra, which is an air sign symbolized by the scales, a bountiful harvest that's shared with others. In the tarot, it is associated with the Justice card in the Major Arcana. From October 23rd to November 21st, the sun is in the sign of Scorpio, which is a water sign symbolized by the scorpion, the phoenix, or a deep, still lake. In the tarot, it is associated with the Death card. From November 22nd to December 21st, the the sun is in the sign of Sagittarius, which is a fire sign, symbolized by the archer, a herd of wild horses, or the resurrection. In the tarot, it is associated with temperance. Career and organizational themes of fall. In the fall, we're invited to make an honest assessment of ourselves, our careers, and our organizations. We ask, what worked this year and what didn't? We inquire fearlessly, grounded in respect for ourselves and the guidance we get from the divine. 
We surrender old ways of working, jobs that are toxic, or relationships that are keeping us stuck. We can undergo a profound transformation in the fall, which may look like outward action or may be primarily internal. In the fall, we assess what grew this year and prepare for the quiet contraction of winter. The winter season officially begins on the winter solstice, which is the longest night of the year. After this day, there will be more light all the way up until the summer solstice in June. In the winter, there is little to no growth throughout the plant and animal worlds. Our friends know that to attempt growth at this time is too risky, and so they settle into their hibernation patterns. While it may not look like much is going on, beneath the surface of the earth, the soil is alight with rejuvenation. The lower temperatures, dark days, and decreased activity in the natural world remind us to honor our own needs for rest and rejuvenation. Astrological signs of winter begin on December 22nd to January 19th when the sun is in the sign of Capricorn, which is an earth sign symbolized by the sea goat, a spiritual seeker, and in the tarot is associated with the devil card. From January 20th to February 18th, the sun is in the sign of Aquarius, which is an air sign, symbolized by the water bearer, lightning, or the trickster. In the tarot, it is associated with the star card in the major arcana. From approximately February 19th to March 20th, the sun is in the sign of Pisces, which is a water sign, symbolized by two fish, a vast ocean, and associated with the moon card in the major arcana of the tarot. Career and organizational themes of winter. It's not that we do nothing in the winter, but our doing looks much different than it does in the spring or summer. The winter is an opportune time to make deep, meaningful changes that are going to leave you rejuvenated and available for positive change in the spring. It's an excellent time to put healthy structures around your work while also giving yourself permission to reinvent your careers in the way that you most need to. Activity in the winter should be limited to the projects that most nurture you, giving your inner world a chance to breathe and be transformed within the dark and cold days. How you use this information and the cycles of the seasons is completely up to you. As a business owner, I plan my endeavors by the seasons and attempt to focus on the work that most aligns with what the natural world is doing. For example, planning the year ahead in the spring, going after big and expansive projects in the summer, assessing and realigning in the fall, and creating extra space for restful creativity in the winter. I know that many of you don't have total autonomy in your career at this time and that you're expected to show up in a workplace and have the same level of output no matter what season it is. I have worked in those organizations and I know how draining it can be to be deprived of what your spirit and your body needs, realistic expectations that include acknowledgement of natural rhythms. No matter how much control you feel over the way you work throughout the year, trust what resonates with you and honor the seasons in whatever ways make sense to you. It may mean planning time off around when you feel most in need of rejuvenation or celebrating the summer solstice by asking for that promotion you deserve. It could be planting seeds of intention for a new job in the spring and networking your heart out in Gemini season. There are many ways that these rhythms can support you, and it is your right to connect with them and make them your own. If you're a leader within an organization, I encourage you to consider how your peers or employees would benefit from working in a more cyclical way, whether that's more rhythmic days with flexible hours, honoring the thresholds of the seasons as an entire organization, or something else entirely. Far from being a mechanical entity, your organization is a living, breathing ecosystem that needs to go through regular seasons of life, death, and rebirth. 
I hope you'll look for creative ways by which to allow that to happen gracefully, despite the fact that the system around you isn't built for it. However you use these cycles, begin by honoring your awareness of them. Your body knows that the days are shorter in the fall and winter. Your body will know what to do when the heat of the summer strikes. Trust your intrinsic wisdom and bring it into your career. I promise you won't be disappointed. Thank you for being here and sharing this time with me. If you'd like to receive the entire contents of this learning module, which include journaling prompts, a tarot spread, astrological insights about the seasons and the zodiac signs within them, and external resources to explore, you can sign up at the link in the show notes or on our website, awildnewwork.com. If this podcast feels supportive to you, I would appreciate it so much if you rated it, um, subscribed, checked out our Patreon page and considered becoming a monthly supporter, or shared it with your friends. Thank you so much for being here. We'll be back next week with part four, the last part of our series, which will focus on working with big cycles of change in your career. Bye. Bye.